Hello. Welcome. H- Hello. Welcome <laughs> to X to the Zennial. Yes, I'm Stella. And I'm Kat. <coughs> I apologize. Um, I apologize for coughing, not for really anything else. <laughs> I apologize for having a podcast. <laughs> no, I don't apologize I'm for off the charts. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. So we, um... Recorded this podcast last week, and then we had technical difficulties. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, we did. So we are going to do a part due on this one, and what we want to talk about is self-care. So I was on a vacation, um, and then I came back, and that same week, that next weekend, we had scheduled a camping trip. It was like, bam, bam. Toronto, right. Hamas Mountains. Yes. Hamas? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, technically Santa Fe National Forest, but I believe right. it's like on the far west side of the Hamas Mountains because it's past Benton. It's like yeah. on that edge. Okay. So, yeah, we did that and that was awesome. Was so, so, I awesome. had two amazing weekends of self care and just uh, relaxation and taking care of myself. So, that was kind of awesome. So, that's kind of what we decided we were going to make the podcast about this week. Right, I think, were we sitting by the campfire, or did we decide at the end of the last podcast that we were going to do self-care, because it ties into so many aspects of our prior... I can't remember, but I do remember that, like, once we decided that that's what we were going to do, like, we had so much material to, like, talk about. Absolutely. So definitely want to jump into that. Um, so talk a little bit about our camping history, because we... It's been a year now, in September, that you and I... Um, have really kind of gotten, you've gotten, you've always been a camper, but I've just gotten into it. Well, you've just gotten back into it. Right, because I grew up doing it. You grew up doing it, you took a sabbatical, and now you're back. Yes. I kind of did the same thing. I grew up camping and backpacking, yeah. then took a sabbatical, because I was like, I'm too cool to, like, defecate in the woods. And right? then was just like, no, I'm not, because it's so relaxing and Absolutely. amazing. So... Yeah, I've, I've been a camper for years. Okay. But I'm kind of getting more, like, aggressive now that I have you as a camping buddy. Because I have very <laughs> limited camping partners in the past. Right. But I've always very much enjoyed it because of the relaxing aspects and elements of camping and my building of the, you know, the campfire. Yes. My mindfulness. <laughs> I execute that. Yep. But also, too, you know, just... The drive. Let's talk about the drive up to the Hamas and just how beautiful that was. I know we touched I mean, on that last it time. It was incredible. And I think the other thing that's really good about you and I is that we don't have to entertain each other when we're camping. No. So, you know, we set up camp and then we hung out for a little bit and then we went to our separate tents and hung out and did that. Well, I think we do a lot of our bonding in the car on the mm-hmm. way to things. So I noticed this when we went to the Carolinas yeah. for the wedding. You know, we talked so much in the car, and then we got to the hotel and kind of did our own thing. Yeah. Same thing goes with, like, our camping experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, we've gone to El Vado. Yep. We've gone now to the Hamas. We did the We went trip. to Salida. Yeah. We've gone to... Where else have we been to? I feel like I'm forgetting some. I need to start, like, camping journal. <laughs> right. But... I think I had gone once by myself. And so that was the thing, is that we do enjoy going. And you're right. We do a lot of processing when we're driving. And then once we get to our destination, we do. We take some space. And that's also self-care. I mean, that's just really good boundaries to be like, I've got to take care of me. You go take care of you. And neither one of us feels overly pressured Absolutely. to, like, be present for the other person or to entertain the other person. Right. Well, the elements of self-care that come into camping, you know, the nature therapy, sure. the mindfulness technique of setting up. Even when we're setting up, it's very mindful. I go to my tent. 
you do your tent. If yep. we need help, we let the other person know. Yep. You know, we re- enhance those communication skills of, hey, this is where I need help. Self-care. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, even just asking for help. I think both of us don't do that very well or haven't yeah. in the past. We just have, we're certainly better about it now. Right. But I think that that's the other thing about self-care. And one of the things we talked about in the last podcast is certainly my pattern uh, being new to the introvert world right. is that I like to spend time with my people. That's part of my self-care. But I do a lot more by myself. Right. And you've often and almost always done things by yourself. Right. And then socializing is a different part of how you get your needs met. I gotta have friends. Right? I gotta have friends. <laughs> I gotta get out of my house. Yeah. Um, I've been pretty extroverted these days. You so. have been. But and so- that's evident by your tired. I remember you saying <laughs> like you had had several evening plans that week up to camping. Right. And your body was just tired. Like yeah, you were exhausted. I took, an, I took a nap. Great mm-hmm. self-care practice and principle when you're camping or even when you're staying at home. Yeah. You know, go take a nap if you're feeling tired. Listening to your body. Absolutely. Be in tune with it. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, self-care just definitionally, it's a buzzword. People say it a lot now. I recommend self-care with with therapy only because oftentimes, well, one of the things that, you know, you and I have talked about is the large majority of my clients are super codependent. Right. Um, And most people are. I mean, I I treat a lot of humans, male and female. And one of the, the first things that I help them with is setting boundaries and and how to identify if they're taking care of themselves. And yeah. so we're talking about physical things, obviously. Are you getting enough sleep? Right. Are you eating a healthy diet? Right. Um, are you just spending time by yourself doing things that you enjoy? Right. And even if being by yourself isn't part of it, are you doing things you enjoy? Like, what right. are your passions? And I think that's a big part of taking care of yourself. Um, so there's the physical aspect and then there's the, um, kind of the holistic spiritual, um, just in, you know, working on your inner self. Right. Right. And you can call that whatever you want to call it. Soul, spirit, like. You're biopsychosocial. Exactly. Like so are the, you doing the great all the trifecta. Like yeah. is your Maslow's hierarchy of needs covered with all your basic necessities. Your sure. bio. Your psycho. Are you meeting with friends because that's something that you enjoy and sure. feeds and nourishes you? Or are you spending time by yourself because that's something that feeds you and nourishes you? So what are you doing to practice in all avenues and aspects of self-care? Sure. Setting healthy boundaries is the first, I would say that's a foundational tool in self-care. I would agree. You know, making and creating that space for yourself and however that looks for yourself. So that's not necessarily spending time by yourself, but... Whatever it looks like for you. Whatever it looks like for you. And I do, I, I definitely call it out for clients when, you know, I'm I'm very grateful to have clients who have made improvements in their life and, and certainly gotten better. But, you know, when they're like, thank you so much, I usually thank them for making the effort and commitment to coming to therapy and putting their needs first, right? And Absolutely. so... Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about it in the past. Nobody comes to me if their life is awesome. Right. Uh, but they sometimes come if their life is awesome and they want it to be better. Right. And then a lot of times they're coming in because things aren't going well. Right. And so that piece of even 50 minutes in my office plus, you know, re-engaging them in their things that they're passionate about, things that they enjoy, like all of that is also really important because it's good to have another perspective 
Absolutely. Self-care is about self-reflection. It's about meditation in some cases. It's about a lot of things. It's not just getting a mani-pedi right. at the salon. It's not just about going camping. It's not just about setting boundaries. It's very, there There are a lot of components. It's a multifaceted situation. So, well, I think it's part of the holistic view of wellness. If right. you're looking at how do I be better right. at my life, um, because oftentimes... You know, just as human beings, I think we get really super focused on one aspect of our life. So work, right? Or family or, um, you know, whatever your hustle is and whatever it is you're you're doing because that's what your life, quote unquote, is supposed to look like. Because you're a human doing, not a human being. Exactly. And the being bit, and that is the Mm self-care. You and I talk a lot about that because we're both doers. So I'm a human doing a lot of the time. (laughs) You're a human doing a lot of the time. Yes. Wellness and self-care is about being yes. and being present in your life, setting up your boundaries to do that. Yeah, taking care of, of your needs and, and what you're supposed to be doing. So one of the, the functions and purposes of self-care is managing stress. Um, and so I talk a lot about, because a lot of people come in and they're like either depressed or anxious or whatever. Well, or sometimes anxiety, both. stressed out. Yes. That's, that's your that's your. Ink. Anxiety, talking when you're super stressed out and you need yes. to decompress that. And so part of that awareness is kind of acknowledging, you know, the kinds of anxiety that you're dealing with. And I think mm-hmm. in our anxiety podcast, um, or maybe the depression one, in a podcast before mindfulness. <laughs> in a prior In a podcast, podcast before now. <laughs> um, we talked about mindfulness and how that's a really helpful um, coping skill. Absolutely. For, or tool, resource. Uh, for anxiety. And so often I talk to clients about anxiety being things we can't control in the future and depression being about things we can't control in the past, right? Right. The past has already happened. There's nothing we can do to change that. Some people kind of get stuck in where they are and what's going on with them um, as it relates to the past, which is not super helpful. Um, And so if you're not taking care of yourself and taking care of the moment, like what's happening Mm -hmm. now, Mm -hmm. um, can't change any of the things that happened before now. Right. And certainly with anxiety, obviously stressors, work, life, finances, relationships, all of those things. Pop-up can... ads? <laughs> Pop-up ads. Who knows? Everybody's different. Every Everybody. Technology. Oh, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. <laughs> but the self-care piece is what can I do to control this in the moment, Absolutely. Right? What did I do to control and self-care myself for this Retake. Sure. Tonight I spent a good 40 minutes on soundcheck, setting up. I started utilizing the big computer. I put in the hard drive. I controlled in this situation and scenario everything I could to care for myself to know that we were going to be able to record tonight. Yep. You know what I mean? And and the rest is in the future and I just have to let it go and be like, all right, hopefully it's recorded. <laughs> and so that's that's a really good way of looking at self-care and, and at basic yeah. things, you know. Um, we can talk about our daily rituals and mm-hmm. certainly for me managing my stress. Um, I'm a morning person, which means I have more energy in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I do is I take my mornings to myself. And I, I wake up slow. So I'll, I'll wake up and probably, you know, fart around on my phone on social media or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get up and maybe start a load of laundry or make my coffee. Um, even when I'm working at my office, I take my time getting ready, 
right? So I have had jobs in the past where I've had to be there super early. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to leave at like five, six o'clock and, and none of that works for me. Right. It's actually working for other people. <laughs> so not building your own empire. No. Now you're doing that. Exactly. And so part of that is implementing my self-care from like right when I get up, you know, um, and, and taking time for gratitude. Um, did in, you work out in the morning sometimes? Sometimes I do, yeah. Yoga? So if I feel, if I if I have time and I, I want to do that, I'll go for a bike ride, I'll do yoga, um, I'll do my heavy bag or exercise. Um, yeah. I have the gym in the house, so yep. it's really nice to be able to get up and do the things that make me feel good. Your skincare routine. Exactly. Um, I listen to my book when I'm getting my, oh. my makeup on and all of those things. So all of those things are part of my self-care. Mm-hmm. I implement those things on a regular basis to manage my stress because my job can be stressful. Yeah. And um, even at the end of the day, I'm spending time with people who um, who love and appreciate me or I'm spending time by myself. Right. You know, I'm going out and doing things that are fun, but... I love to implement a lot of those things. So what are your stress management, self-care things that you do? My self-care stress management that I do alone is the gym. So I just recently started to say hi to folks there and have two minute or less conversations, no more than one. Okay. Because that's my alone time. That's my self-care. That's where I go and I practice my mindfulness and I count to... 15 about a million times and I listen to some of my favorite music and I focus on my breathing and I focus on how my body is moving and lifting this weight and what my muscle looks like and on extension and so I just practice a lot of self-care at the gym and I like to be by myself when I do that awesome and so that's a big alone self-care tool I do morning routine as well and I have a very set pattern for Mm -hmm. the morning and that is a self-care practice okay it's just every morning is the same for me in my world because I get everything accomplished that I need to to set the tone Uh for the entire day right and you have a very stressful job too so I do I have a very large caseload of students whom I love so much Mm -hmm. that I remember all of their information yeah all of it but I remember none of my own personal information (laughs) and data so don't ask me for my social security number it's long gotten forgotten but I can tell you about 200 students birthdays awesome um so that said back to alone self-care so the gym is a big one but I also do camping alone mm-hmm. I will do that from time to- I do hiking alone and I really like that yeah getting out in nature and again if I can't go camping I'll get in the mountains somehow okay um so those are some of the things I do alone I like to go to the nail salon by myself awesome I don't like to go with other people because it takes longer so I noticed in some of my self-care routines that I do I love the way my nails look when they're done Mm -hmm. I feel very polished and professional and very za-za-za but (laughs) (laughs) I don't like the time it takes so in practicing self-care you have to really identify what it is that you want and how to meet that need and then you have to identify how to maybe overcome that boundary so my story there is the time suck. Like, I'm a big time person. Like, don't waste my time. It's so precious. I can't buy it back. I can't throw <laughs> money at the problem. Right. But going to the nail salon, I was finding I wasn't doing this. And then I was like, oh, my nails look terrible. And my toenails. Now I have to wear cover-up shoes. So I got past this by really just saying, hey, do you like the outcome better or the process? Because the process I was dreading. But now sure. I've learned to enjoy it and use that as a self-care technique. Awesome. So we're always constantly having to improve and reflect and set boundaries. And even with ourselves. And I was like, hey, here's the boundary. It's not a waste of time because for two to four weeks afterwards, you're very pleased and happy. Absolutely. So suck it up for an hour. 
use your phone, maybe use this as your social media time, maybe use this to text message with a friend I, that I haven't talked to in a long time. So I use that time constructively now. Okay. And again, that's a self But you're also thing. giving that to yourself. I'm giving that to myself. Right? Okay. I identify how can I use this time constructively to make my world better. And when I reach out to my friend who I've been friends with since I was 14, who I don't talk to but maybe like, I don't know, three times a year, but we're thick as thieves still when we talk, I'm going to use that time to talk to her because that fills me with joy. That fills me with happiness. And that's another form of self-care is filling Absolutely. yourself, having gratitude and appreciation for what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the alone things I do for self-care. Well, they also sound like they're really helpful in grounding yourself so that you can continue to manage, right? So um, you, being an introvert, introvert, uh, do enjoy and, and replenish from spending time by yourself. Absolutely. Right. I like to do things while I'm spending time by myself. It's not like <laughs> mindless sitting, staring at walls. Right. But yes, I like doing things by myself. Right. And that, that works for you. And for me, I spend time with my girlfriend. So I have now implemented um, getting a massage once a month. Um, on that same day, so I take a Wednesday off a month because I work a Saturday. Um, I will schedule a massage, usually have lunch with a girlfriend. Um, I like to go shooting because that's a mindful activity for me, but yeah. it's something that I like to do by myself. Um, but then I, I will. I'll schedule time with my friends. And I have groups of, you know, friends that I do different things with. And, right. and so it's it's nice to be able to do the both and. So well, you time have by the myself. balance. I do. You have the balance of self-care alone and self-care with others or self-care in groups. Yep. And that feeds and nourishes you. It does. And that's 100%. all part of it. And so that's really helpful. But it's also very grounding to be able to, because our lives are so busy and so full of activities and and work and we're constantly moving that's the human doing part human doing all the time oftentimes it's good to just sit and be um I was between clients is the thing I do I was doing laundry um I was messing with the compost piles I was um clearing out the there's I had a black widow in the corner in my Anyway, I have a pair of sandals that can take care of that. They are the best. I killed like four of them the other day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, best sandals ever. Good to know. Um, But as I was doing that, I I realized that I hadn't laid on a hammock in a long time. And I was like, I need to make time to lay on the hammock because I really do enjoy that. And this season I haven't had a chance or I haven't taken a chance to do it. Did you do it? I didn't because I had clients in the afternoon. Um, when did you schedule yourself to do this? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, if that thought comes in your head and that's something really important yeah. to remember is, you know, when that thought comes in your head or that voice comes in your head and says, I need alone time. I need to lay in my ham- hammock. I need Friday night to me to do the things that I want to do by myself in my house, like shut all the curtains right. and be alone. You need to listen to that. You need to, that's part of self-care right there is listening to that internal voice of what your needs are. Sure. You know, when we were camping, you know, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to go take a nap because mm-hmm. that voice in my head was like, you're tired. It's been a busy past few weeks. Go do it. Yeah. And you really Amazing. benefited from it. Absolutely. Um, and I took a nap at the same time. Yeah. And the cool thing is we got to stay up late mm-hmm. and watch the stars, and that was amazing. That was gorgeous. So that's oh, the other yeah. piece. Listening to what your own needs are. Yes. And, and I understand life gets busy. You have five children. Sure. And a very hungry husband, and you're all busy and you're doing these things. But even carving out, I think, 20 minutes 100%. a day 
to devote to yourself in doing a self-care activity is so important. So how do we, and in being human doings, how do we carve this out? What do you and I do? What are our techniques we implement? I mean, you know, we, we definitely make time for it. We schedule things. You and I are time people. Mm -hmm. So scheduling things ahead of time is helpful. Um, recognizing that often we have so many things going on, right? So you talk about the, the whole parenting mojo of, you know, activities and lunches and play dates and all the things. And then a job on top of it. Right. Exactly. Right. And so part of, part of implementing a self-care practice is to give yourself things to look forward to. So things to schedule. So even if you hang out with your girlfriends once a month or you want a date with your partner or whatever that looks like, scheduling them ahead of time. And I know there's a lot of clients that get frustrated with having to schedule time, you know, because we used to be spontaneous and all the things. Tiny humans take that right out. Like, they are just... <laughs> Spontaneity suckers? Yes. Oh. 100%. Um, they're so, good thing they're cute. Right. But carve your 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and so making that 20 minutes about when you are getting ready in the morning or when you're on your commute and it's just you, mm-hmm. make sure that you have, you know, your coffee or you're listening to your music or, or whatever feeds you, right? Right. My drive to work is talk radio. I know that sounds terrible, but I've been listening to NPR forever in the mornings, like since I was, ooh, like 25. That's your jam. It's my jam. So first thing in the morning, it's very relaxing. And then when I am going home, I listen to music. And so that's one way to schedule it, right? Make sure you have that appointment scheduled to get your nails done or your hair done or a massage. Make sure that you um, have reached out to your friends and you've got a a hangout scheduled with them. Right. Um, If you work eight hours a day, make sure you know you're taking up labor laws and taking that 15-minute break that you're entitled to and that lunchtime that you're entitled to. You know, that's 45 minutes. That could be 45 minutes in a day that's carved out. Just figure out two activities within that. Well, not even, like, activities, but things that will feed your soul. Like Call your mom. Right? If that's a thing. It doesn't bring you stress. Does that that feed your soul? If it brings you stress, don't do that. Okay, don't call Uh, your your grandma. (laughs) (laughs) And if that brings you stress... Call your friend. Call a friend. Right? (laughs) But doing... And and it it does. It's integrating mindfulness into self-care. Absolutely. Because those two things work together. So one of the things I wanted to talk a little bit about is the mental health perspective. And oftentimes, you know, as, as I mentioned before, clients don't come to me when their life is awesome. So if you have gotten away and I, I've, I'm so grateful because I've taught my clients this, that when they are, um, struggling, they've got a lot of tools if they've come to me before, but, um, if they need a check-in, if they need to just kind of bounce it off of somebody. That self-care is about reaching out to your therapist and saying, hey, I need to schedule something. Um, Obviously, I don't do emergencies and I don't, you know, do a lot of that, um, you know, kind of triage. Mm -hmm. But what I do remind them of is that I don't do a lot of texting and, you know, Mm -hmm. if a client texts and then wants to persist texting, I usually will say, hey, you're coming in on Thursday. Write that down and we'll talk about it when you come in. Well, it's good to reinvest in yourself through the process of returning to counseling, especially because you load your tool bag, you know, with these skills and these techniques to help you with coping. 
well, or, or, you know, with your depression or with your anxiety or with, right. you know, setting healthy boundaries or whatever it was that you were working on multifacetedly in therapy. Right. You know, and sometimes you need a refresher on those. You Absolutely. know, when you, when you skip going to the gym for a week and you go back and you're like, what did I do when I was here for two and a <laughs> half years? But I skipped a week and I forgot. Right. You know, and it may not be a week that you've been out of therapy. It may not be a month or a year. It may be 10 years. But going in and getting that refresher mm -hmm. from a professional who's like, hey, I'm looking outwardly in to help you to identify what we need to work on here and what skills we need to develop, you know, and what I'm identifying is some anxiety, some depression. Let's talk about self-care. Let's talk about wellness. Let's talk yep. about skills and techniques and let's revisit those. Yeah. And so I think that's a, it's a really big, important part of self-care is looking at you know, and paying attention when we talked about, like, what's your body saying? Right. Right? What is your family saying? Right. Um, the what's, good... that, what's that nasty bitch in your brain saying? Right, exactly. Has <laughs> she gotten really loud again? Is she, like, making all the volume right now? Exactly. And so those are times to really pay attention to, maybe I need to check back in and, right. and do some self-care. Right. And what does that look like? Absolutely. So I think those things are super important. Um, we talked a little bit about balance and... and we all do balance differently. Absolutely. So when I work with clients, I do talk about that psychosocial, like all the aspects of their life. And if one part is more heavily driven than others, then obviously things are going to fall off, right? Right. Um, and the first thing to fall off is, is you. It's always self-care. Right? And It's, and it's always. <laughs> well, we're using, sometimes we're using unhealthy tools. Right. Um, and so even if you're not, you know... Um, to the extreme, like, smoking crack or whatever. Um, don't smoke crack. Don't ever smoke crack. Um, not one time. Just a bad idea. <laughs> Boundaries. Self-care. Right? Exactly. But the other piece is if you are not um, eating well, right? right? So if you're just eating a bunch of crap and you've gained 10 pounds. Or if you are shopping excessively. Right. Um, and, and I have noticed that my clients who have had addiction issues in the past... Then if they're not using their drug of choice, but then they're doing these other things, that's not helpful. Are we and talking about sex addiction? You could be talking about sex addiction. You could be talking about porn addiction. You could be talking drinking about... Drinking your urine addiction? I don't know about drinking your urine addiction, but we will talk about that another time where the freaky weird things that cats try. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just watched this thing on meth pee and the crack reminded me. Meth and pee? It, yeah, I'll tell you when we're off air. Okay. It's so bizarre. Y'all YouTube this meth pee. It's a good time. She's going to have hashtag meth pee in the comments. And anyway. hashtag flatter. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, work-life balance. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard to re, it's hard to reprioritize yourself when you've jumped off of your own bandwagon. 100%. And so often, you know, with codependency, which we will talk about next time. Yeah. Um, there are lots of opportunities that we give of ourselves mm -hmm. more than we probably should or need to. And how do we know we're doing that? Uh, when somebody goes, hey, stop doing that. Uh <laughs> <laughs> how do we surround ourselves with such insightful people? <laughs> Go to therapy. Um, <laughs> Go to therapy. <laughs> well, I think part of it is if you start to recognize that you are tired a lot right. or you struggle with saying no or you are often preoccupied with 
other people's issues, problems, challenges. Or even your own, but in the future. Sure. Like you're, you're in the middle of doing something here and now and you're not being mindful. Or present. Or present or paying much, you know, to what you're in the process of right now sure. because you're already thinking two, three, four hours, days, minutes, lifetimes And, and that, that anxiety can actually throw you off balance, right? Yeah. So if you're really worried about finances, both in the future and from the past, you right. may be working more than you need to. Right. If you are overly concerned with relationships, either romantic or interpersonal, um, you may be spending a lot of time either dealing with friends or dealing with their problems or trying to make sure that everyone right. else's needs are met and that throws you off balance. Right. If you are concerned with weight loss or health and fitness and you're finding that all of your time is being spent to this job of working out, mm -hmm. then other things are going to fall off. Right. You're too tired for work. You don't have time to spend with friends because you have to be at the gym. Whatever right. those compulsions, obsessions, compulsions. Uh, so obsessions is the thought piece right. and the compulsions is the action. So it was compulsions. Right. Yeah. But if the thought is I need to keep working out or I'm going to gain weight or I, that's the only thing I have, you're not feeding the holistic part of who right. you are. Right. So what are your, what, enter, what things entertain you? Like, what do you enjoy? What have you enjoyed in the past? Right. Going to museums, camping for us. That you're not presently doing. Exactly. How are you going to be in the present? Exactly. How are you going to care for yourself here and now? And you how are think you? Think about that, you know, massage next month. Mm -hmm. But what are you going to do here and now? In this moment, in this time, in this space, in this day. Yeah. And so the, the two things of mindfulness and self-care really dovetail nicely yeah. because they are both, one, taking care of what's happening in the moment, but it's also taking care of yourself in a way that you're not just going through the motions. Right. You are actively being. And those two things sound counterintuitive, but it's the both and. It's both mm -hmm. being in motion, if that's a thing you enjoy, and also taking care of yourself. But it's when we go one direction... You know, obviously, if someone is just meditating all the time and not really, like, attending to their other needs, that's not helpful. Right? <laughs> live in the present. Live in the present. Plan right? for the future. Plan let go of the, the past. Future. Like, that's the only way to do it in a healthy way. That's a healthy trifecta. Exactly. And so when that balance is achieved, mm -hmm. you do have more energy for other things. You are able to learn something new or engage in a relationship in a new way or get more depth or all of those things. Build on yourself. That self-care piece is significant. Yeah. And you and I talk about it a lot because yeah. it's something that we really try to engage in as human doers. Right. And people who are always got to work on the next thing, next thing, next thing. The other piece is to take that component of being present. And so that's what vacation is about. That's what camping is about. That's what our morning routines are. Um, your gym, you know, activities and, and my hanging out with friends and, and all of those my things. My making my bed. <laughs> <laughs> so talk a little bit about making your bed. Tell me why that starts you in a self-care direction first thing in the morning. It's the first goal I accomplish every single day. And it's absolutely fantastic. So okay. I don't know. It was a few years ago I read this article and I, I don't, it was about setting goals and achieving goals. I was after graduate school, I kind of derailed from goals except mm -hmm. career goals. So long story short, 
I was like, I need to reprioritize. I need to start finding focus. I can't even finish reading a book. Okay. <laughs> I can't. I'm lacking follow through in my life was what the problem was. Yeah. So I, I read this article. I don't even remember who it was by. It was wonderful, though, and it said, set a goal of making your bed every day because if you do that first thing in the morning, you accomplish at least one thing that day and success grows success. There you go. It might be Tony Robbins. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to Tony Robbins. I like pop psychology people, <laughs> motivational speakers. They fill me. Okay, it's part of your self-care. It's part of my self-care. When I need to be re-motivated, re re-inspired, I listen to a motivational speaker. That's fair. Because I've been told I'm kind of motivational myself. There you go. So, that said, yeah, I make the bed every morning because when I finish making it, it's pretty easy. I have a dentist system. I have the right blanket situation. Yeah. All things are in harmony and balance. So, really, it's super 10 seconds of my day. But I feel like, oh, my gosh, I got that done. I can go now make my eggs. I can now go make my coffee. I can, like, find my pajamas, put them on, and not walk through my house naked. I can put on my face for work. I can take a moment to, like, admire my shiny hair that's returning back to normal and not straw anymore. Well, that's good. I can do these things that I need to do to just set the tone and pathway for the day. So that's my go. making my bed Okay. story that I tell all the time. But I think it is a great way to, to start that self-care because I, I do the same thing. It's like once I'm out of the bed... I make it, then I will work out or, or do the other things that I need to do. It's a trickle down. One success leads to another, success leads to another success. So that's why I said earlier, set aside 20 minutes once a week. Yeah. Success doing that, perfect. Two times a week, 20 mm -hmm. minutes. And just replicate, replicate, get in that pattern. What is the what is the uh, time frame for to set a habit and to set a routine? So it's 30 days to break a habit. There we that's go. That's not helpful. And 60 to 90 to build a new one. So if you are trying to break the habit of follow through, mm -hmm. um, or even if you're trying to break the habit of not setting time for yourself, if you do 30 days of doing 20 minutes, right? So you start small, 20 minutes a week, 20 minutes, two times a week. Right. If you're up to 20 minutes, even five times a week, you're doing it. Damn. Like that's happening. It's good. So then it becomes easier to shut aside 30 or right. 45 or an hour and you can break that up however you want but if you are setting time to take care of yourself daily right you will have more energy you'll have better relationships you'll have a better connection with yourself that's awesome and that's what's important and that's how you go from just human doing all the time to grabbing a hold of that human being aspect and exactly. caring for yourself and being mindful and Helping to ward off, you know, depression and anxiety and that overwhelmingness. You know, these are some interventions and techniques that can be used to apply in setting these, you know, what seems small. You know, most people would be like 20 minutes, you know, but it, it's a long amount of time. Lots it is. Accomplished if you minutes. try to meditate for 20 minutes, you can understand. Oh, my brain won't even shut up for mine, mm -mm. One Mine either. 20 seconds. I think we did it again. Awesome. <laughs> X to the Zennial. X to the Zennial. I think that's the first time I've said X to the Zennial. Oh, I said it twice on recording. I know, because I usually say it. You do, and you <laughs> give the email address. What's the email address? That is X, the number two, T-H-E-X-E-N-N-I-A-L at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram. Um, if you have questions, comments, we are talking about... <laughs> we're talking about... Codependence next time. Yeah. Uh, we do apologize for a little bit of a delay. Uh, but Technical we... difficulties. To... I am a zennial. I'm not a millennial. Technology is <laughs> hard. I wasn't born with a cell phone in my hand coming out of my mom's cooter. 
you've just made reference to your mom's cooter. Thank you for that. <laughs> and with that, thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week and implement some self-care. Awesome. Have a great night. Thank you for listening. Sorry I said that word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>